0: everybody. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and it is Wednesday, April 28th. We are one day away from the 2021 NFL Draft, and it is time for some bold predictions about what will happen on Thursday evening and, and then beyond, but mostly for the first night. Make sure, and after uh, each 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 evening's festivities have wrapped up, To join us on YouTube for live reaction shows, youtube.com slash pick six. You can follow us there. Subscribe to get an alert when we go live. And we'll do that after the draft wraps up. When Ryan Wilson gets done with his on-site Cleveland video requirements, he will chat with me and John Breach about the draft. They join me now for some draft ball predictions. What's up, fellas? Hi.
1: I'm in a great mood. I'm just saying that to overcompensate for this time of you me being angry and short and us getting comments that I'm not being as polite as I should be so I'm pretty and good.
2: Brenton, <laughs> let's not count our chickens before our hatch these the shows might not happen. We don't know if any of us are even going to be alive by Thursday night so Thursday will be fine Sunday is the problem according to College either way we don't know right. Uh, make sure and check out in the feed, a props
0: preview with RJ White. I hadn't talked to RJ forever. And we broke down basically how to bet the entire first round. A lot of value is gone in terms of the stuff, some of the stuff you can bet. But I think that if you've been following along on this podcast and listening regularly, you would have been getting actionable gambling items as it relates to NFL draft props along the way. So hopefully you're fully loaded to bear and, and willing to <sighs> stomach the pain of Mac Jones going third overall with me. Wah, wah. We need the, to, 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 we need the sad trombone. Get on that. We also, we need the sad trombone. We also have a draft mailbag in there. And if you want to leave a mail, an all off, future off season mailbag, we'll sure we'll do plenty of those. You can do that by leaving a five star review. Ask any question you want about it. any team, any, any, and if you want to do a post draft question, that, that works fine too. You can ask anything. We will answer it. Breach. Now is where I normally would read a promote promo, but instead I'm going to ask you to promote What's great about your pick six newsletter that you do every day?
2: You know what? You get six fun facts every single day, except they're not actually facts. It's kind of like six mini stories in one. It keeps you updated on everything that's happening in the NFL. And you know what? If you miss one of these podcasts, uh, guess what? We've got the summary of the podcast there. So you kind of know what you missed. Subscribe to the newsletter you will not regret it. You get me and your email inbox five days a week. There's there's no downside.
0: It does feel like you get a personalized message from John Breach every morning. Well, Cody Benjamin one morning. While you're at it, make sure and check out the Fantasy Football Today crew because they'll be live for all three days of the draft breaking down the fantasy impact of the picks. Join CBS Fantasy Analyst Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, NFL Analysts like Pete Prisco, and some guy named Ryan Wilson. Plus, former players like Brady Quinn and Bryant McFadden on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Also. Nice promo work. Breach and I will be on there Saturday. What the heck? Go to fantasy football today YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Get your questions answered in the chat room and start your 2021 fantasy football prep early. Remember everything live on youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Just a draft show, a fantasy draft show. Ryan, are you excited to talk about fantasy football?
1: Yeah, I was on the Fantasy Football Today podcast earlier this week. I was on Fantasy Football in 5. Breach, listen to this. They have a five-minute podcast, and they keep it to five minutes. And I don't know if you were on the podcast pre-pod the other day, but I have never had any sort of conversation with Brinson on the pod or otherwise. It lasted Less than five
2: minutes. I was going to say, if we tried to do that, the intro, the podcast would be over. We wouldn't even get to a topic ever. <laughs> it takes
0: five. What do I you, mean, what do they even do? I don't understand how you doing five. It's, it's different though with fantasy because you can say, give me a list of five guys you need to add. I mean, would you, yeah. would you just want to cover the five big, we're doing a, a second podcast and cover the five, the six biggest stories, pick six and five. All no, right.
1: No, dummy. It's pick six and six. It's right there in the name. So easy.
0: No. And you cover six topics in one minute each. To be fair, we do do pick six. We do pick
1: six in 60 minutes or more. So that's that's sort of close.
0: Look, podcasts aren't
1: meant to be. The funny thing is, is when, uh, I think Jenny Dell does this, uh, especially when she's HQ in the morning and when she's reading the, the pick six promo, she always says, get your NFL news in
0: 30 minutes or less. <laughs> like from uh, what? Yeah, like it's
2: just the old promo. Where are you listening to the first minutes. half of the podcast and the second <laughs> half? <'Cause,
0: laughs> well, it used to be a 30 minute show. That was the whole goal and credit to EK, our, our pods are for always having in mind the idea that you could do a, a quick hitting daily podcast that that's covered uh, that's how EK
1: sold the the podcast to Debo. He said no no it's only 30 minutes you don't have to waste that half your right, day right. doing it.
0: Unf- uh, unfortunately for EK the first person you tapped to do that was me. So that, that that was your that was your mistake EK. Although you should you know what should have seen that coming.
2: And everyone's yeah. way of getting back at you was to snub you from your own promo that you just read. Yeah, well, I don't care.
0: We're on just Saturday for whatever reason. Um and I got to deal with my son all weekend too apparently. He's I've been, my wife is leaving town. Good timing, honey. Thanks for, thanks for that. Anywho, keep your heads up, Robbie. You can do it. <laughs> enjoy your iPad, son. Let's get to some draft predictions, some bold predictions. We're just going to do, so we're going to do regular predictions uh, we'll do both. We're going to have regular predictions and bold predictions. Although I think <laughs> all of mine are kind of bold. I don't know. We'll see. Reach, you can start. Give us a, uh, give us a, a, a draft bold prediction or designate if it's bold. Because you know what, well, I, well, I, I, people need to understand that when you make a prediction about a like a mock draft is just thirty two predictions, but a bold prediction is
2: inherently designed to be. Mac Jones likely. goes first overall to Jacksonville. That's bold. That that would be extremely bold. I, I think there's the line between bold and stupid, though. <laughs> sure. Let's let's we'll draft to kicker. draw
0: it. Bingles, <laughs> yeah. draft kicker number five. All right reach you, uh, well, you start us off.
2: Well, I'll say, Brinson, I feel like I am on the same page as you. are. I, I feel like all my predictions are somewhat bold, so I don't really have a regular one. So I'm going to start off with – uh, me and Ryan have a similar predictions, so I'm not going to start with that one. I'm going to start off with Panay Swool falls out of the top ten. What? Ten. That, that little bold right
0: there? That's, that's that is absolutely bold. This is a not guy that's bad, been it. described as a generational left tackle. Wilson, do you think that the – the buzz around Panay Sewell is, is, is too, is too high. Too no,
1: no. And uh, you know, I, I've been saying this forever. If the draft's February 15th, we're not having these conversations. So the, this is what happens when you stretch it out.
0: But, uh, so, uh, Breach, what is your path?
2: All right. Here's my path. It right, is- and before,
0: before you give the path, by the way, is over under at William Hill currently. Under five and a half plus one forty, over five and a half minus one seventy. So the expectation is that he will last to at least number six. I like the over in that, but go ahead, Breach.
2: Yes, I also like the over. Well, so the over under is basically you're betting on whether you think the Bengals are going to take him, and I do not. I think the Bengals are going to go with Jamar Chase. So let's say that happens, the Bengals take Chase. So now what happens to Open A? Well, the Dolphins maybe take him at six, but. Maybe they also want to get someone who can catch passes. so They could go receiver. They're no lock. And then also you have to consider there could be a couple quarterbacks left on the board. So if you have the Broncos take a quarterback, you have the Panthers take a quarterback, or maybe you have the Patriots try and uh, trade up for a quarterback. So let's say five quarterbacks go in the top 10, which sounds crazy, but is at least plausible, would you say, Wilson? Maybe that should be the bold prediction. Let me write that down. So anyway... uh, that's it right there. You have five quarterbacks. then you get a couple guys like Jamar Chase, your Jalen Waddles, your uh major your cornerbacks, guys that can go in the top ten. All of a sudden Panay's still there at eleven. Uh so it's it's a somewhat bold prediction. I'm not completely sold on it, but I think there is a path for it to happen.
0: So oh, so I was just gonna point out that our friend of the pod, very good friend of the podcast, a man known as Wildcard, Adam Beasley. At Adam H. Beasley, who writes for the Miami Herald, uh, Beasley is actually just a r- good friend in real life. Uh, as you know, like,
1: also a skeptic of breach running that forty-five minute marathon,
0: sure, like any reasonable human being. He after the, so on Tuesday, the Dolphins traded Eric Flowers to Washington, former uh, first-round pick who's has not panned out for anybody. He's, he's been a, he's had a couple moments where he sort of bounced back, but generally hadn't panned out. Struggled as a tackle, kicked inside the guard, was a little better, It was a little better. Send him to Washington. And the tweet from Bees that is important here said that the Dolphins are indeed moving Robert Hunt to right guard, and Panay Sewell is a possibility at pick six, source tells the Miami Herald. So, in other words, the logic would be that for second round pick last year, I believe, Robert Hunt, now a guard, you have an open spot at tackle that you can draft. But this is my thing on this. And I tweeted out in Dolphins' hands got really mad. I think I saw you, you tracking too. Well, I mean, it was mostly a joke. I don't think it's entirely true. Last year at this time, everybody and their brother, I think including Prisco, including you, Ryan, got fooled by Chris Greer and the Dolphins' smoke screening about how much they hated Tua Tungavailoa. And they were, t- they we're out on Tua. Maybe we'll look at Herbert. We're trying to trade up for Burrow. But we just don't want Tua. We're not going to take him at five. Maybe we'll trade down. I mean, they were leaking everything, and it was so transparent and obvious. But it technically worked for him. As I noted, their stupid smokescreen technically worked because they got to stay at five and draft Tua, who was who they wanted all along.
1: And it technically didn't work because they didn't take Justin Herbert.
0: <laughs> That's right, because they took the wrong quarterback. I feel like this is another smokescreen from the Dolphins the week of the draft. Not I will say it, this. Well, hold on. But, but oh, I thought I think, done. Go ahead. I think what they want to do is they want to try and put pressure on a team to trade up to four with the Falcons to take Panay Sewell Ahead of them. I think they believe there are a couple teams, maybe the Lions, I don't think they'll trade up, but why would they care
1: though if the team trades up?
0: Because if the, te- if a team trades up and takes Penay Sewell at four, they're guaranteed Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase at six. Cause okay, right well. now they're either taking Pinay or Jalen Waddle at six.
2: Well, and the other part of this that, so I made my prediction before that trade went down this morning, but I still think it's possible despite the trade, even though the Dolphins might be more open to taking Panay Sewell unless Brinson's uh, crazy smokescreen theory is, uh, plausible, which it is because it's draft season and every smokescreen crazy theory is plausible. The other part of this though, him falling out of the top 10 is that there's a good chance that teams might r- like Rashawn Slater or even Christian Derisaw better. I mean, we saw on Prisco's mock draft that he thought Christian Dariusaw was the best tackle in this draft and have him going the highest in the what your team should do mock overall draft. Right. So, so if one of those two guys or even both of them goes ahead of Panay Swole, then, you know, he's almost certainly falling out of the top 10. And the other part of this is there have been multiple teams that have come out and said, uh, you know what? We're a bit antsy on guys that didn't play last year. We've heard the Steelers say it. We've heard the Cowboys say it. Uh, I can't think of the other team off the top of my head, but there's been three or four teams that have said that openly. There's probably a few other teams that are thinking it privately. And, you know, offensive line is, is the one, is, is a position where you want to see what a guy did last year, well, you don't have that with Panay Sewell. So there's just, there's just enough question marks that I could see him dropping out of the top 10.
1: And by the way, Daniel Jeremiah has Rashawn Slater ranked higher than Panay Sewell. I don't. I like Panay better.
0: And also, and DJ said that there are a lot of teams or teams that he's spoken with, several teams at least, that also have Slater above Sewell. It's, well, that's not, that surprising. It's, it's not a
1: lot. I've talked to folks who don't, who disagree and they think that he's a guard, but whatever, either way. Um, Adam Beasley also, when you read the, what he wrote up in the in the Miami Herald about the the trade with Eric Flowers. He did say what he said in the tweet in that this opens the door for Panay Sewell, but he also Beasley does thinks that it's still going to be someone like Jalen Waddle. So to your smokescreen point.
0: And what's interesting, I think too, about this whole Panay Sewell thing and the discussion about him, I agree with you. I would take the over at five and a half. It seems like I I chatted up our buddy in front of the podcast, Paul Daner jr. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I was just curious about, I saw, I was reading an article of his about Sewell and, you know, the, the pluses and minuses of the Bengals going Sewell or, or Jamar Chase. And
1: you know, it's funny. I, I texted him last week about that exactly. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, given my personal financial stake in, in Jamar Chase going before the sixth pick or before the seventh pick, I was, I was quite interested. Uh, I think it does sound like it's still not a hundred percent Jamar Chase that they're going to go at five breach, but you know, uh, Dana and I were sort of going back and forth and like, if you look at how, it, if you look at how this draft plays out, I think for the Bengals specifically, to me, it makes more sense to go chase and then one of the offensive linemen or two of the offensive linemen, maybe in round three as well, that you can get at those spots. Like those combinations are better, I think, no. than say Sewell and... Think about it this
1: way. Uh, well, you re- yeah, we talked, and Breach talked about this too. Would you rather have the, the best offensive lineman – and the fifth wide receiver, or the the sixth or seventh offensive lineman responsible for protecting
0: your quarterback and and but, Jamar Chase. But that offensive lineman for the Bengals is not going to play tackle this year. So you're sure. going to draft Penayso. I, mean, I think they would play tackle. Inside.
2: If it's Penayso, I think he's playing tackle, and I think yeah. you're kicking Riley Reef inside. Because here's my here's my problem with all the Bengals fans that want Jamar Chase. And I, I think Jamar Chase would be a fine pick, but the reasoning I'm hearing that they want Jamar Chase is because, hey, look, it's a deep line draft. We can get an offensive lineman later in the draft. Well, that argument works both ways, that if you take a lineman at five, it's a deep receiver draft. So you can go grab a receiver. And as Ryan just said, do you want offensive lineman one and wide receiver six, or do you want wide receiver one and offensive lineman six, seven, or eight? And so I think if you can get the best player at a position, you would prefer to have the best offensive lineman over the best receiver.
1: And by the way, T. Higgins was wide receiver six or whatever. He worked out okay. You got to protect Joe Burrow, I think. And uh, I mean, I love Jamar Chase, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: so you all, right. are y'all going to go uh,
2: Sewell in your mocks? Well, and the, no, the flip no. side of this, and with <laughs> with Brenton talking about the guy wouldn't even play tackle, but you're also hinging your hopes on. Riley Reef, you know, like the Vikings let him walk. If you are a great tackle in the NFL, your team's not letting you go. So this is a Vikings cast off. And, you know, I think he's going to be decent with the Bengals, but there's no reason to think he's going to be a, an all pro caliber tackle. So if you can improve at tackle, I think you have to go for it.
1: Yeah, I actually agree with that. No, I'm not going to go with Peninsula at five only because I don't think the Bengals are going to do that. And I would like to try to get these uh close to as close as possible to correct, which means I get three right out of 32.
0: All right, Wilson. Your a ball prediction from
2: you about defensive players.
1: Yeah, field. I'm going to do this one. And Breach had this one on his list. I'm sure. assuming he didn't copy off me, but I, we'll, I
2: switched it, so we'll, I'll do a different one.
1: No, we'll we'll no, no, just,
0: just we'll all discuss it because this is a. I'll, 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 we'll roll in yeah. over some props. Just throw the throw the thing out there.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a joint effort. It's a it's a joint joint to quote Spike Lee. A defensive player isn't among the top ten selections, so. Uh you know, we, we we know the draft order at this point, so uh we know what's gonna happen in one, two, three at four. The Falcons ain't taking a defensive player. If they trade down, they're not taking someone who's trading up's not taking a defensive player. The Bengals, no. Dolphins, no. Seven to the Lions, maybe they take Micah Parsons, they don't have issues with his off field. Uh if they trade down and someone trades up, they're probably taking a quarterback, maybe even a wide receiver. The Bengals at eight, maybe they take a cornerback. That could be the first realistic lane. Panthers, sorry. Yeah, that would be something the Bengals traded up to eight and took a defense. I would bet. love that. Uh yeah, the Panthers at eight. Assuming Justin Fields isn't standing on the face or Trey Lance. Um they could also trade down, uh, but I don't think they want to trade down that far. And then at nine, the Broncos could make some sense. And of course ten, the pay uh, the uh the Cowboys excuse me could make some sense there as well, but maybe they want to trade down uh if they feel like they can get a cornerback later or an edge rusher or whatever. So I, I think there's a, a chance that maybe we, it, you get to pick 10 before you get, or pick 11 before you get a, a defensive player. And the thing is, and I tweeted about this earlier this week or maybe last week, it could be the first time in 40 years that the NFL draft and a defensive player isn't among the first seven selections. And if it doesn't happen until pick nine, it'll be the late, the latest a defender was drafted since 1957 when the Chicago Cardinals took anyone know at number 10?
3: 1957?
0: Um, Oh my God. I think I saw this the other day. Now I'm forgetting. It's somebody famous,
1: right? No, you no, know, no, it's not. I actually, I, I did this research and people tried to steal it. Andrew Siciliano, I saw you. Jerry Tubbs. <laughs> he didn't steal it. He just said that no one's in the modern
0: Yeah, era they have a, they have a whole draft. They have a whole research team that kicks out there. Just yeah, NFL I'm, research.
1: So they have to I'm, sports. I'm kidding. Syracuse alum, Andrew Siciliano.
0: So Breach, your, your bold prediction that you were going to go with was nine of 10, or this is a regular prediction, I guess, but nine of 10 first round picks were going to be Offensive with one defensive player in there. And I'm assuming you're looking at the Cowboys here.
2: Right. And, and just real quick to, to kind of tag along with, with what Ryan is saying in the Super Bowl era, there's never been a draft where all 10 of the first players selected were offensive players. So there's always been at least one defensive player okay. taken. So that's what are we at? 55 drafts in the Super Bowl era. And so my one of 10 is that's only happened once ever. So it's really in 55 of the 56 drafts there's been two or more defensive players in the top 10 the only draft where there was one player taken in the top 10 in the super bowl era one defensive player uh was the mean joe green draft um so that's it so the odds of no defensive players being taken uh seems low because it's never happened the odds of one defensive player being taken seems low because it's only happened one time in the super bowl era uh So it's not very common. Ryan just went down the path of how it's going to happen. And yeah, Brenton, I think that either the Broncos, if they don't take a quarterback, might end up taking a defensive player. And then the Cowboys seem like a good bet also.
0: Uh, the closest this come to happening was 1999 with Champ Bailey, as a tweet from Ryan earlier this week points out. You know, usually you can get, like, sometimes you get to five or six or something like that, but typically speaking, you're going to defensive player taken early. To me, it's not necessarily that the offensive players are that great. In the class, I think there's just no, there's no defense, there's no defensive linemen. there's no edge rushers, right? There, the defensive tackle class is really bad, and the defensive, the edge class is not great. There are just questions and red marks about. A red yeah, the edge circle. class is
1: good. It's not great. It's not. It's not like the defensive line class is. is
0: there's no elite right. edge rusher. We've been talking about that for. you know, and every one of them have red flags. No, every one of them doesn't have red flags. What are you talking about? Who doesn't have red flags? Who does? Jalen Phillips. Okay. Who else? Gregory Rousseau. What's his red flag? Didn't he skip last year?
1: He opted out. That's not a red flag. He just didn't play last year. Yeah, but it's going to be a red flag for some teams. No 2020 tape. Well, red flag sounds like, you know, they, they went on a murdering spree or something.
0: No, 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 no. Just a, something that doesn't allow themselves to. Oh, okay. No 2020 yeah. tape is a red flag. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not, not is because it, you, not because you chose. Jamar Chase is going five, so it's not that huge of a red flag. It, it's, it's still, it's still some, it still adds something to the equation if you opted out. Not because, not about your football character. You got
1: red flag dunked on.
0: No, it, it, if you don't have any 2020 tape and you haven't played football in 2020, Trey I Lance. I, I thought
1: you meant like they were all like X.
0: No, no, no. no. Yeah. And then, you know, Quiddy, Quiddy Pay doesn't, no, a, there's nothing wrong with them. Lack of
1: sex. <laughs> that's sort of no, that's, that's Jason O'Way, but okay. <laughs> okay. But, you know, this, it, you've a, heard some, there aren't I some medical
0: there. stuff about some of these guys. Just, there's 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 nobody that you you've said it all along. There's no Chase Young. There's no Bosa brother, et cetera. Right. And that that's a difference maker on why they could fall.
1: Also, I will note, like, and I just put this tweet in Slack that I tweeted out last week. When you look at these names of the guys, and in 2011, I, I missed Von Miller. He actually went second, and Marcel Darius went third. But it's it, it used to be a run ten years ago, even and going back after that. You were taking defensive linemen first, second overall. you were taking like linebackers first or second, like old school Ray Lewis sure. type linebackers. And that's sort of gone away. Um cornerbacks didn't typically go that early. We saw Pac-Man Jones go. I'm laughing because they took Pac-Man Jones, but he went six overall in two thousand five and you know, he certainly had some rough passes before he got it together in Cincinnati. Uh towards the end of his career. And um
0: I mean, the last time a non edge player was taken as the first defensive player in the draft was two thousand twelve with Maurice Claiborne.
1: And that was a bad
0: pick, you know, not
1: not a great
0: pick. Yeah. I mean, typically speaking in the modern NFL, the only reason you're really reaching for one of these guys is, is, you know, and if you're, if you have a bad team, that's drafting up top, you're probably looking at a quarterback and there's always two or three quarterbacks coming out. 2013 didn't really have any, but other than that, you know, we have had them. There's no, there's no elite edge guy. There's no great defensive tackles. And so a cornerback is not going to go in the top five in a class with Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, et cetera, and, and some good offensive linemen. That's just, it's the economics of the draft. It's not some shift in philosophy about how teams would draft. You, don't you agree?
1: Yeah, no, that's right.
0: Okay. So from a gambling perspective, the over-under currently at William Hill, this has moved up one player. It wasn't 17 and a half early on in the process, and that got absolutely obliterated by people who love the over. The over-under for total offensive players taken in round one is 18 and a half over or under
1: 18 and a half for what again? I'm sorry.
0: Total offensive players. In the Ooh, Lord.
1: Let me consult my latest mock draft and do the math real quick.
0: Well, you're going to have you... Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have four quarterbacks taken, right? They're going to be a
1: run on these edge guys that you're talking about. And the cornerbacks in the second half of the round, though defensive tackles. No, series. no,
0: I'm saying let's get to our floor of offensive players Four, four quarterbacks. You're one in the first round. Yep. five. five, no, five, five. five quarterbacks. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Five quarterbacks. You're going in the, in the first round. I think you can definitely say three wide receivers are going. That's eight.
1: Kyle Pitts is nine.
0: Kyle Pitts is nine. Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater are 10 and 11.
2: Christian Darasaw, 12.
0: You think Darasaw is definitely a first rounder? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. I'm, this is where we're, I'm, I'm going to lean on you more. What, uh, what number are you at now? We are at 11. Man, no, at 12. Is a lot. I don't, there's no way. There's no way. Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, that's 13. I agree with that.
1: All right, where where are we going Easily. now?
0: So the question is, will we get to five wide receivers? I think we will. The over under receivers is four and a half, and it's minus three hundred at this point.
2: But yeah. the, to hit the over on offensive players, you're going to need teams like the Packers, who are on the you know, like they could go either way. That team's going to have to go offense, and and any the Lions could go either way. Teams like that that could go either way are going to have to go offense if you want to hit an over of eighteen and a half. You're going to need
0: two of, you're going to need five wide receivers and then two of Tevin Jenkins, Samuel Cosme, Mm. Creed Humphrey. Mm. I'm looking through Pete's what I would do thing now.
1: I would take the under.
0: I think I would just stay away from it.
1: Yeah. There you go. But
0: I agree. Generally speaking, I would lean towards the over on that. It's easy to get to 18. It's a lot harder to get to 19. And you're right. These teams at the back end of the draft you know i don't think you can guarantee that the ravens you know the pack the the saints packers bills ravens and buccaneers are going to take an offensive player you know the, those teams feel like they could The easily. Ravens
1: may not i mean the ravens could take a let's see they could take an edge rusher and then they could take uh like a a safety or something
2: the bills could take a defensive player i don't think it's a lock that they'll go offense
1: i know our guy Christopher Patos has been tweeting out he doesn't like the idea of the, of the bills taking a a, a uh, excuse me a running back which they been rumored to do, but again, the, the media rumors at this point, who knows what those mean? Uh, JLC did, uh, report that the Ravens are actually taking calls about the 31st pick. So if they trade down, you would imagine a team would want to trade it for an offensive player, but you know, are you going to risk that going over 18 and a half, <laughs> waiting for a team to trade down to help you get over?
0: Also, the question is how many running backs get taken?
1: One and a half. I, I don't even know if I like the over on that. I do like the over, but I, in real, and the reality of it is, People keep thinking that the Dolphins are going to take Najee. I've heard Rappaport tweeted out that he doesn't think he gets to the Steelers at 24. I don't know. We'll find out. But would the Steelers take ATN? I don't know. Would they take Javante Williams? I don't know. So you're you're banking on a team that wants a running back going for option number two if the guy that they like isn't there.
0: So in your latest mock draft, Ryan, you your first 11 picks are offense. And you right. still only get to 17. And, and I traded... <laughs> I think that's that's
2: the one right. insane. <laughs> I like so the first 11 picture offense and still get the seven. And imagine having the over on 18 and a half in your hand and you see the first 11er offense. You're like, I'm going to just go cash this. I'm going to spend this money right now because there's no way it's losing.
1: And I all had right. five wide receivers go as I look at it.
2: Yeah. It really is
0: all going to hinge on those last few picks and whether, you know, you have Kadarius Tony going. In there, you know, do the Saints go offense? They really feel like a defensive team this year. You know, what do the Jaguars do with their second pick? So I
1: had 17 at 31, to pick 31, and then I had the Cowboys traded up to pick 32. Oh, you've already lost it. It's, if you have the overs 18 and a half, so it didn't matter. Okay,
0: right. Yeah, you, know, you have a, you have like Carlos Basham going in the first round. Yeah, I think he actually ends up going in the first round. But it's totally possible. People love Carlos Basham; he's a stud. But if he goes, if a guy like that goes in the first round, that's the interesting thing about this draft. And the other I thing think,
1: is like Tevin Jenkins going to the Colts, they need offensive tackle. They also need edge rusher. So what happens if sure. the offensive tackles are gone and then you sort of you're losing one there.
0: And they're going to play it based on their board. Maybe they trade down, but they're going to take the best available player on their board and if their best available player is a lineman, great. If it's an edge rusher, they're probably going to go in that direction. To, to it's fascinating to look at this draft because I think once you get to 13. What, about,
1: what about 17 and a half? Would you, what would you take there? Would you take the over? On i would take over 17 and a half.
0: Okay. It's just once you get to 13, I think it, basically 14 to 32, anything, any, you can, you can write any name you want in there within reason and no one should give you flack for it in a mock draft.
1: It, even without reason because there's some crazy things that happen. Like the Seahawks are not in the first round this year, but they, they annually pick crazy guys that no one saw coming.
0: Right. Ran, you know, we don't think they'll trade back up, but, you know, people were killing Pete for, uh, J- uh, Jamin Davis. What I can't, I can't get his name right? Jamin Davis. And, you know, he's like, I have the best linebacker in the draft. I don't think Aleem McNeil will go in the first round, but his number's getting steamed and I think he's a really good player. So,
2: you know, you never know anything. Pro day and Pete has dude. six quarterbacks going in the first round. You read his pro day? No,
1: Aleem, had his pro day yesterday. He had another I, one yesterday.
0: Okay. I didn't realize that. Should have walked over there. <laughs> Um,
1: too busy reading those tweets. Oh, we didn't talk about your terrible tweets from years past.
0: That's right. A couple more draft related things. Defensive players over, over under 13 and a half defensive players.
1: Well, 18, what do I have? 17? So 17, that's 22. No, that's 30. Sorry. So yeah, I got more than 13. So they over 13. You have 15 defensive. Yeah.
0: I, I would probably feel more comfortable going over 13.5 defensive players than over 18.5 offensive
2: players. Well, that's because if you just get one in the top 10, maybe two, then you're feeling fantastic about yourself because it's almost and, a lot. look,
1: you could get two. Uh, the Panthers, the Broncos, the, the uh, Cowboys could all, two of those three could go defense.
0: So I actually think there's some decent odds out there right now on those particular players. The Cowboys are minus 225 to take a cornerback at William Hill. I, I like, and I, I bet it on my local at 600, 6 to 1 or something like that. It's 4 plus 450 on William Hill. Offensive lineman first round for the Cowboys. Ooh. They've taken it, they've, the cornerbacks, they, Byron Jones worked out, but he left. He never signed a rookie. He never signed a second contract. And Maurice Claiborne, who they took at six was a disaster. Whereas they have really been able to identify high quality offensive line prospects in the first round. And that offensive line is not full of spring chickens. So plus 450, I like
1: better than plus 450. Javante Williams, the first running back off the board. Agreed. I, I think that makes a lot more sense for the, even at 10, it makes some sense. Now, so here's what has to happen. I think, I think the Broncos, uh, and the Panthers have to take a cornerback at right. eight and nine, at seven and eight. Well, uh, eight or and nine, sorry.
0: now there's also the possibility, I really think, and we can get into this is one, I'll go with my first bold prediction here or my first prediction. The Chargers trade up for Panay Sewell, which flies in the face of y'alls. But I think that, I think that Lions at number seven, if we get quarterback, let's let's assume we get three quarterbacks, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle six to the Dolphins. That's how I think the first six picks are going to go. If that happens, the Lions will have. With the Panthers sitting at eight, knowing the Panthers, how bad the Panthers want an offensive tackle, I think the Lions' phone will be blowing up with the Chargers and maybe the Cowboys calling to come up there and get Panay Sewell. Or maybe they love Rashawn Slater because they know what the Panthers might do at eight.
1: I I think think Cowboys trade up, that would be idiotic. But go ahead. I think you're just
0: jumping from 10 to eight. 10 to seven, I mean. And you're grabbing Panay Sewell to be sort of the anchor because Tyron Smith is not exactly young.
1: Would you have to give up a second-round pick or something? That's
0: a lot for a team that's defense is straight-up dog-do. Sure. I think more than likely the Cowboys sit where they are, but it wouldn't be shocking if, let's say, the Chargers trade up and get Panay Sewell at 7, which is what I'm going to have in my mock draft, because I believe Tom Telesco loves the idea of reuniting Panay Sewell with Justin Herbert, and you can do that for a second- and third-round pick. You go from 12 to 7. A little expensive, but you're not giving up a future first or anything. Hey,
1: they gave up, uh, whatever they gave last year to come back in and get Kenneth Murray. So they're not, they're willing to do that.
0: Right. So that's what I think could happen. The Chargers reunite him. They, you know, they've been aggressive about attacking guys that they have higher on their big board for a long time, Herbert. And if you look at the Chargers depth chart, do you remember last year when we were talking about this and, and looking at their depth chart and saying, there's no way that this team Is going to go into, you know, they had Tyrod Taylor, Easton Stick and Easton Stick on their depth chart going into the, going to, coming out of free agency. It was like, this is so obvious that they're trying to make us think they want to take a quarterback when that's not what they want to do, but they did indeed want to take a quarterback and they did indeed take Justin Herbert
2: and that quarterback. Who does he want the team to draft? Panay Sewell. So look at their left tackle
0: spot. They have Trey Pipkins. A 2019 third-round pick. That's it. It. I mean, they have a gaping hole at left tackle that would be perfect for Pandei Sewell to fill, and there's a decent chance that he'll be there at 7.
2: I mean, I like this prediction, even though I'm predicting Sewell to not be in the top 10, but but that would be because he's not going to fall below the Chargers who have the pick at 13. But if you're the Chargers, you see him drop to 8 or 9 or even 7, I guess. I don't know if they're going to want to trade up that high. Then I think you pull the trigger here because they, you know, like they did everything they could to beef up their offensive line. They had Corey Winsley, they added a guard from the Steelers. They have two new starters. And like you said, Brenton, that gaping hole at left tackle. Uh Panay Sewell played with Justin Herbert for two years at Oregon. So, you know, when you're lobbying for your team to draft a left tackle, it's because, hey, I know this guy's good. I've seen him play. This isn't like watching film. It's like this guy protect- protected my blind side for two years. And the other thing is charters aren't shy about trading up. We saw them do it last year mm-hmm. with the Patriots. They were after they drafted Herbert, they had no first round picks left. And then they traded two picks to move back into the first round. I think 23rd overall. And then we saw them do it. I think in 2015, with Melvin, Mel- Gordon. Melvin Gordon yep. in a news. I broke Remember guys, 2015. <laughs> uh, they, they traded with the 49ers. They were in the 17 spot and moved up to 15th to take Gordon, by the way. Is uh, this the Caleb,
0: out. is this Caleb Farley? What, what are you, what are you dancing about?
1: Oh no, uh, um, I was gonna say shout out to Paramount soccer Plus goal. if you're not watching soccer on oh. Paramount Plus, the Champions League.
0: Christian Pulisic just scored, baby! Oh, I got the under in
1: that
2: game. Poop. So it was a great goal. Anyway, that's Guys, of dancing. course they're not watching this. This is tomorrow and the game was yesterday to people listening.
1: Well, it was, it was today when you wouldn't stop talking about the Chargers. I was trying to get my word in edgewise, but you kept talking. So. it's
0: 15 minutes into the 15 minutes of the game. They've already scored. That's trouble for me. Yeah, All right. Well, batten it. down the hatches, Chelsea and, and put everybody back. Anyway, on the, the Chargers thing too, I, everything you hear about the Lions at seven, they want to trade back so badly. And I believe they will be willing to take less. So let me ask you this, though.
1: Is it Brad Holmes all in on Jared Goff because they're both from L.A., the Rams? Or is it Chris Billman, the president? I think he's the president. Is he going to pull the Ohio State card and want to have Justin Fields?
0: I think it is everyone realizing that the Lions roster is a disaster and that they can't drop a rookie quarterback in there right now with Jared Goff's two years of cap hits. Cause you're just setting your cap on fire, even with those picks. I think they're just going to try and build up the roster and let Jared Goff go out there and sort of be a sacrificial lamb. And you worry about the quarterback as it moves along. I, I don't, I, that's how I feel. I think they want to trade back and they want to acquire additional draft picks. Trading back to 12 is not a problem. You're going to get a good player at 12. And so they're, I think they'll be willing to trade from 12 to seven. And I guess there's a tangential, well, I guess Brandon Staley worked with Brad Holmes last year. So there's a little bit of connection there. Maybe you know, call up your buddies. Hey, look, we'll get 12-7. to 7. You're not losing much. We'll get you some picks. We want to come up there and get our guy, Panay Sewell, to pair with Justin Herbert. So that's my prediction. And then it sort of dovetails into the possibility of the Cowboys going offensive line because if we get Sewell at 7 and you get the Panthers and the Broncos to go cornerback and quarterback, there's a pretty good chance the Cowboys could go uh
2: Rashawn Slater
0: at 10, I think.
2: And Brinson talking himself into this bet, he's gonna win. It's right, six to one. I, mean, you know, win it, win.
0: I also took the Panthers to take a defensive back, because I, I think that's a very good possibility. JC yeah, Horn, they, Warren, have, they
2: have no D
1: backs.
0: Yeah, I mean people are saying they have to take a lineman, but maybe they get one in the second round. All right, let's take a break.
4: And when we come back, more ball predictions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
0: Okay, so we just sort of jammed through like eight different bold predictions in one conversation, but we'll keep moving and we have to talk about, of course, the third overall pick. Breach, give me your prediction for the third overall pick.
2: Well, Brenton, it looks like you and I both have a bold prediction about this pick and And different. Wilson has a-
0: Wilson has a pasty white vanilla prediction about the third pick. <laughs> Imagine the, the draft yeah, guy being the competent one here. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I was looking at my notes. I said, I don't think it's pasty. Oh, I get
0: it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. It's a pasty white, beer-bellied, pr- bold prediction. So my
2: prediction here is twofold. Number one, it is that the 49ers have been smokescreening us all. Nobody actually knows what's going on. So I am going to say they take Trey Lance and that Mac Jones falls out of the top 10. That is my bold prediction. I feel like you guys should just go through yours, and then
0: we can... Well, I've got... Out. uh My bold prediction is that they take Justin Fields third overall.
1: That's because you have a vested interest in that happening.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with Trey Lance at third. It's the Ma- it's the McCorkle Jones at third that's going to kill me. And I understand... i got to tell you, the Kyle Shanahan press conference on Monday, I haven't been nervous about Fields or Lance up until that. That felt like a man who was pre-defending a selection yeah. of Mac Jones third overall. He is... Calling for Armageddon on Sunday. (laughs) So you don't call for Armageddon. Just like the way he talked about the fans. So you know what I mean? We can't, can't base our moves on criticism. You gotta, you gotta think about what's going to happen 10 years down the road and, and how you'll feel, you know, when it works out, not how you'll feel in the moment. It very much felt as if he was saying, you need to understand. Buckle up. That's right. So not feeling great. Not feeling great about that. If I could. I will be very curious. If t- people, we record this on Tuesday. People are listening on Wednesday. Wednesday of 2018 was when a little Baker Mayfield buzz started.
1: A little Baker Mayfield. That's coming along. In two years,
0: <laughs> the big Baker Mayfield buzz didn't come until Thursday morning. So let's, let's, I, I just, I'm curious to see what comes out Wednesday afternoon and Thursday evening as it relates to the 49ers buzz because everybody says, all they're hearing is Mac Jones, but man, these guys are tight-lipped, and no one can get any information out of them. So you know, it it kind of flies in the face. It, it juxtaposes each other. I'm going to go with Fields because I've been saying it for a long time that Fields would be the guy. I don't feel as great about it. Obviously, you can get him at 550 William Hill. I've seen him up to up to seven to one. It's if you are interested in betting on that third pick and want to take, you know, you can't you can't take Mac Jones now because it's minus 350. But monitor the news, and if you see credible information coming out, and you know, follow our Twitter account, and we'll we'll send out notes about it. But it it would be worth taking a stab at Trey Lance at three to one or Justin Fields at five and a half to one if draft day or draft eve buzz builds that the 49ers are going in one of those directions.
1: What is Trey Lance at third
2: overall? Plus two seventy
1: 275. Plus 275. Oh. There you go. All right, my uh. Bold prediction is Jamin Davis, Pete's guy, is the first linebacker off the board. I think we've talked about it in the past, but it's, it's plus 1,000. And that, to me, feels very real because Michael Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, could fall because of maturity concerns. Jeremiah uso plays sort of a safety linebacker hybrid, so who knows if he goes early or late. Saving Collins is up to 270 now. Is he an edge rusher, which he didn't do much of in college, hardly none at all, or an off-ball linebacker? And Jamin Collins, who's sort of getting the late media buzz, Maybe ends up going in the middle of the first round.
0: I am. If that happens, I don't care if I lose every single other one of my draft bets because I got Jamin Davis at sixty five to one. Did Prisco talk you into
2: that. that? Like Wilson was saying, because uh, just real quick, Prisco's mock he has Jamin Davis in the top ten. Now that's nice his, overall to the Broncos, and that is the first that, linebacker, first defense player. But that's his. What should they do? He loves no, no, Jason Davis.
0: Yeah, he said that's not he. That's not his. What he thinks will happen. He has another one coming
2: out Thursday, I think.
0: Yeah. That's his, what he thinks what teams should do. Right, right.
2: So he's high on Jamin Davis. That, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like he has fields going second instead of Zach Wilson. I have in my
1: final mock draft, which comes out Thursday morning, I have Jamin Davis going, oh, preview. not so high. I haven't going 26 to the Browns just because of the way the things fell. I haven't, yeah, I mean, I
2: you have him 19th right now. So you're dropping him seven spots.
1: The only reason I had him going 19th. Last in the three round mock draft, so I could I could send Micah Parsons to the Browns to torpedo Josh Edwards' Browns team. That was my
2: <laughs> plan from the inside. Sounds vindictive. Is that how these uh, you guys you know draft guys?
1: You know how about being vindictive with the AFC North breach?
2: I don't think the big I think the Panthers. Energy.
0: I don't think the Panthers would take Davis at uh, eight. I think the Broncos would at least consider it. Yeah, I Cowboys. Mean, I wouldn't rule out the Cowboys for him at ten. And Sean Lee just announced his retirement. Sean Lee just retired. Leighton Vander Esch has been dealing with neck injuries really ever since his second he year. He might only have one year left on his deal, maybe. It, I think they're already regretting the Jalen Smith contract. I don't think it's insane to suggest that the Cowboys could take Jamin Davis at 10. Which is why really I
1: think they shouldn't trade up because they need those picks.
0: And and then there's some other landing spots in there. The Raiders are reportedly like him, although they also like Collins. The Cardinals could be a landing spot for Jamin Davis, potentially. Washington mm-hmm. at 19. First linebacker taken, you going to, have to dodge two or three, you know, shots there. But Michael Parsons and Michael Parsons could nine, and it could be all out the window immediately. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> right, right. Um, but if if Jamin Davis is the first linebacker taken, and you're right, I will be shredding my pants on Thursday evening.
1: Sixty-five to one. Can I ask how much you put down? Sure. You gonna tell me or not?
0: Oh, it's more than it has. It has. There's three figures, by three digit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, it, it would be quite the payday. it just left it up there it was stale. I kept adding ten bucks to it every day. Until it's finally, just over a hundred. There you go. All right, good luck. Yeah, hope it hits. We'll see. All right, breach. Uh, oh, I know what I can. I'll go with one. I'm going to say this. Uh, this is pretty bold, I think. Huh. Three running backs go in the first round. Is that bolder than my two running backs in the first round? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you had two running backs in the first round. Yeah. All right. That is bold.
2: <laughs> is um, here trying to outbold Wilson. Mine is four running backs will go in the first round.
0: <laughs> it's really more of a discussion I think Wilson about here, how. before you
1: go on, let me let, I did some research cuz I had to write this for CBS Sports on Wednesday and let me give you some fun facts as Breach likes to say. Uh the 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 running back part where is it? There it is. So, uh from 2011 to 2020, those 10 drafts, how many times do you think more than one running back went in round 1?
0: 2011 to 2020, those
1: three. ten drafts. So breach I'm going to say three. five, four. So good guess. So how many times them. did did you have multiple running backs? And in 20, um, in two of those years, no running backs were drafted at all. So between 2001 or 2000 and 2009, excuse me, how many times do you think at least two running backs went in the first round? All of them. <laughs> every single year. Are you cheating, Breach, or are you new?
2: No, no every, it's just that's my shift, the way dude. the positions changed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, three is extremely bold. Three actually went, uh, in 2018 when we had Saquon, Rashad Penny, and Sonny Michelle. And we had two go. I think you. Oh yeah. I'm
0: sorry. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. So the, two this, went
2: the year before and, that and, and that was, was a total shock point. though. The 2018 one was a shock. Like we talked when, about that yesterday, right, right? Cause Penny and then Michelle, no one thought three running backs were getting taken that year. Last year, expect- the,
1: last year we thought there would be one, but we didn't think it would be Clyde Edwards alaire So anyway, you had three going. I, I want to hear how this plays out.
2: Well, and in 2012 you had Trent Richardson, oof. uh, Doug Martin and, and David uh, Wilson.
0: David Wilson. That's right.
2: Look, I, again, it's a really bold prediction. I
0: do think I would take the over one and a half plus money because it was juiced to the under before. Now on my site, William Hill doesn't have a running back prop right now. On my site, it is half a, it is over under half a running back but the over is minus 263. Because I, I think we all believe one of these teams is going to take Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, right?
1: Yeah, one of them. But it's two of them going to take, or three of them going to take the, the three total. That's the thing. I think Javante Williams can sneak into the first round. He can, but it then... Can easily
0: be an early second-round pick. That would It wouldn't be shocking. I, but I'm
1: I, asking for the three teams so that are going to take these. That's what I want to know. Who are the three teams? The, the team Dolphins,
2: the Steelers, and the and Bills. The Bills.
1: But a lot so what what's the percentage chance that all three of them? Is it
0: higher than fifteen percent? Well, Real Madrid has already tied it up. Good thing I took the under. Fine.
2: Probably not. I would say it's like ten percent. But I okay. mean it's it's at least within the realm of reason for a bold prediction.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I'm just trying to just get a gauge on the numbers.
2: I think two
0: is I mean, the over under is probably one and a half, and it's heavily juiced to the under on the It has to
2: be one and a half. Total right? running backs drafted. The over one and a half, I'm on bet MGM, uh is plus one fifty. There you go.
0: I would rather take the plus one fifty over one and a half. I may just lay two sixty-three and take the over a half. Is that insane? That's kind of insane, right?
2: Why? Fun. You get it's going to go it's it's over like a walk. It's working right right? on the first yeah, round.
0: You just gotta lay a bunch of juice to do it, is the only problem. It's when what happens is with those I I, I let, did a couple of juicy Oscar props too. The problem with it
2: is well, Use you start problem. you what you like, lose all your money betting on Chadwick?
0: No, 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 no. I actually had that's good. But you, you start, you get on the, they're like doing it's like best makeup and you took, you know, I was reading, so it was like minus 400 and I bet, you know, to win 50 bucks or something. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God, if they announce something else, it's going to be kind of a backbreaker. It's just a lot of juice. So minus 263, minus 263, a little scary. Breach, give us another bold prediction. Uh,
2: my, Third bold prediction isn't exactly draft related, but it is because it's going to happen during the draft. I'm going to say Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded on Thursday or Friday. One of the first two days oh. of the draft. Look, Kyle Shanahan could not have been more blunt. The last time we saw someone be this direct was in Les Snead. basically said, Jared Goff's our quarterback right now. And that meant not much longer. And if Kyle Shanahan is saying, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday when he gets asked <laughs> If Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster the day after the draft that is screaming that this guy is going to be traded. So I think he gets traded on Thursday or Friday. The only reason I'm throwing in Fridays, because I think he's going to be traded for a second round pick. So teams might wait till after the first round's over, but I do think a Thursday draft's possible because the team's going to know if they have a quarterback, if they have Jimmy on their team, that's one less need you have. Uh, I think he goes to the Patriots, but I think other candidates would be the Broncos Panthers and the bold one, the Dolphins.
1: I'm going to say there's a 1% chance, maybe less than that, that he goes to the Patriots. I just don't, I don't see Ooh. it.
0: it, make it like, se- you, wait, did you just suggest that, that he's going to get traded to the Dolphins? That was the super bold part. That is bold. Yeah, a lot but, of super bold the on Patriots,
2: your- Broncos and Panthers are the, with the Patriots being the main prediction. You don't think I, he's, I, do
0: I'll it? say this. I think it's more likely that Teddy Bridgewater gets traded during the draft than it is that Jimmy Garoppolo gets Ooh. Yeah, I don't even think that. that's what JLC's been reporting. I don't even know if that's bold. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it is bold. The oh, thing with Teddy I... Bridgewater is, if you saw James Palmer of NFL Network, who's pretty connected with Denver, said that he he believes the Broncos will not be hotly pursuing a quarterback in the first round because they believe they have other options at the position Garoppolo. Later. I think it's, it's, it's Teddy because George Patton, the GM was there when they drafted Teddy in Minnesota and Teddy's the perfect complement to, to Drew Locke. If you don't want to challenge Drew Locke too much and you don't want to risk having a guy like Trey Lance who might not be ready. So you can add a defensive player, Jamie Davis, please at nine. <laughs> and then you, then you trade a third round pick for Teddy Bridgewater who restructures his deal to come work for Patton again. So that, that's what I would say happens, but Breach, you,
2: you believe it could be. Uh, to Patriots. Your, the Patriots. Jimmy to the Patriots for a second round pick.
0: I also think that the, the Pats, now if they take Mac Jones at third, it's a whole different ballgame. Cause maybe they just want to let Mac play, but I think Kyle Shanahan wants two quarterbacks who can win this year or two quarterbacks that he thinks he can win with this year and next year. Yeah, I, know, I don't know how
2: you look Jimmy Garoppolo in the eye right. after you, after everything that's happened with the Pats. He just won the press conference, not just made the roster thing, but he said we made this trade because we like five quarterbacks. Uh, It's like Jimmy, it's like, better than the one we have.
1: It's like Kyle Shanahan went into Jimmy's house, stared him in the face, pulled his pants down and took a dump on the floor while staring (laughs) in
0: the face the whole time and said, what? What's up? Is there a problem here? (laughs) You clean that up, Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And then Uh, he fired him. (laughs) See, to me, this, this reminds me a lot more of Alex Smith in 2017. No. this is, this is it. This is the, this is the end of the run.
2: That was a classy (laughs) ending,
0: but you've got a, but you've got a chance to play this whole season if you play really well to let my quarterback that I just drafted sit and to earn the, yourself some money somewhere else. But here's the
2: difference is that Andy Reid had a front row seat to Patrick Mahomes for a year in practice. So like they knew how good he was. Right. It wasn't just based on college film. You have the 49ers who are taking a total gamble and there's no like assurance that this quarterback is going to be better than Garoppolo. I mean, you'd like to think he is because you're trading up to the third spot, but it's not a given. And, and then Alex if, if he's was, worse,
1: Alex Smith was healthy and he kept going to the playoffs. I mean, Jimmy G has not been healthy. And when they've gotten to the playoffs, he hasn't done everything that Shanahan
0: wanted him to do. I think it's different. Risky. Okay. Yeah, that, I'm just telling you, that's,
1: that's, right. I, I, don't think,
0: I feel like they want two quarterbacks because if you have a you rookie. I think it's
1: more likely that Shanahan, what, what's the percent chance that Jimmy Garoppolo is in San Francisco on September 15th? I think it's like 75%. Week one,
2: think, you want to make a bet? To make a bet here? I think, I, I, think
1: it I think it's 25%. So that, that's perfect.
2: Okay. Let's sure. Yeah. Let's make a bet.
0: All okay. Right.
2: Right, Brian we'll Finley tattoo to the loser. So a maybe. A tattoo I'll get of it. a $10 bill and an actual $10 bill. Maybe I'll get two Brian
1: Finley tattoos. Alright, here's mine, because <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of messing around. There will no, there will be no trade-ups until pick nine at the earliest. Because I think there could be a glut after the first three picks of teams that don't, they want to stay where they are and get the most value. Because if the Falcons, uh, stay at four and they're not taking, um, a quarterback, why would they trade down and not get Kyle Pitts? Like, if you love Kyle Pitts as much as we all seem to, I think you're not going to get him if you get if you go past six, like literally, he's the Bengals would probably think about it and the Dolphins would almost would take him. So the Bengals at five, they're going to have either Panay or, or Jamar. So if you trade down, you're getting needed of those guys. The Dolphins at six traded back up from 12 when they were down there for 15 minutes because they presumably wanted to get a playmaker for Tua or maybe worst case you get Panay or Rashawn or whoever you like. Uh The Dolphins, excuse me, the Lions at seven. You seem to think, Brinson, they're not going quarterback, but I just wonder if they're staring two quarterbacks in the face And then you look to your right and you see
0: Jared Goff and you go, ah, we're we're fine with Jared Goff. I think that you at least think about it. And the Trey Lance timeline fits for Detroit in terms of, yeah, you roll Jared Goff out this year and and let Lance sit and learn. And then, but then all of a sudden, if you let Lance sit and learn, he hadn't played, he played one game in two years.
1: Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Aaron Rodgers said for two years, he turned out fine. Uh, At 8-8, the Carolina Panthers, same thing. There'll be a quarterback there potentially that they may want or maybe even a cornerback or maybe one of these offensive linemen. And then at 9, maybe the Broncos is where you start to see some movement, Uh, a team trading up, the Patriots or whoever, and the Broncos are willing to move down because, as you know, they they don't sound like they're in the quarterback business. So I don't remember. I didn't go check this. I don't remember the last time we didn't have a trade in the top eight, but I think that would be pretty pretty amazing given how we keep talking about these quarterbacks is all going in the top 12 or whatever. It has probably
0: been a while since since that happened, and yeah, it would be this if there was going to be a draft where that was the case. I think this is it though, because seven and nine maybe are inflection points. But I agree with you, one through six, I don't see anybody trading, especially with the Falcons. Just sort of, they're not going to get the price they want to move out of four into a spot they want. You know, there's no team like maybe if the Broncos came up from nine, they would do it, but you know, there's nobody but else. The there. trading. I don't.
2: Per- there wasn't a trade in the top eight last year, was there? I can't remember that. I, I don't think there was because it that. was the home draft. And I remember that was ended up being the excitement was just watching Bill Belichick's dog draft, and those were all the highlights because nothing crazy
0: happened. Unless I could be the first trade was at thirteen. Yeah, you're right. When yeah. the Bucks came up for Tristan Wirfs oh, San Francisco, great. so no. It, top it, that trade. was also, I think, part of that was a, a retic- yeah reticence to make a trade because you know you got to do it all over Zoom with people in different rooms, and so yeah. But I think. Yeah, that applies here too. Maybe you can even say top ten, there won't be a trade. Mm, okay. Saucy. More I will say that uh this sort of dovetails into what we talked about earlier, but I have I'll just go ahead and get my last one up there. JC Horn, first defensive player taken. What are the odds? It is Plain. plus four no, I had it right there. Plus four fifty no, it's gotta be better than that, doesn't it?
1: Wow, that's the same as the first running back taken Javante Williams and the other four fifty the okay. offensive lineman, Rashawn Slater.
2: Oh
0: Lord. This is terrible. Plus two seventy five. Ooh, so that's that's moved. Yeah, that's so, moved way down. Because I don't
2: hate. I got that it at at plus three hundred. I got so it about
0: three to one for for JC Horn first. Defensive I player. got it at plus three million, which is weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would say this: so if you if you want to bet on if you if you think JC Horn goes above Patrick Sertain, you should take first defensive player taken instead of first cornerback taken,
1: right? Odds oh, it's better. Yeah, because they'll be the first. That's right. Those yeah.
0: two guys. I mean, Micah Parsons could spoil it. He's four to one, but I don't think so. Right. If it's it's you. Just you basically have to dodge Micah Parsons at nine, and then you should be good. And you might have already won it if the Panthers take JC Horn uh, before that.
1: One monkey wrench could be if Gettleman takes like an edge rusher to eleven, which has been bandied about. So that's that would be a shot. That
0: happens. I'm in. Oh. I think.
1: But that just assumes that at eight or nine or ten, uh, a cornerback doesn't go. And I think there's if,
0: Gettle- a... if Gettleman does that at eleven, do you, do you think it means that Rashawn Slater is off the board? I,
1: it's so hard to tell what Gettleman's going to do. I, I, I don't know. like I, the answer is I don't know. There could be the situation where both those guys, Rashawn Slater and Panera, were work on by then. But you know, you, like Gettleman is like a true wild card. He, like we we talk about John Schneider. Like get him in this right up there.
2: He thinks outside the box, but not like the way normal people do. Right, but right, He's like right. in another box, that, so he's still inside the box, but outside the box. Right. So
0: I bet on Giants first pick offensive lineman uh, six, almost six and plus six twenty two.
1: When was the first draft related prop bet you made? How long ago was it?
2: <laughs> oh, like years? this year's draft, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, like this year or like within yeah, yeah. my life.
0: In the
1: 2021 draft season, is like January when you start, or do you wait?
0: No, no, they're not using it up until then. So uh, the first one that I made, let me just scroll back here, and I'll tell you, was JC. Or I made a, I made a group of them. Uh, I only regret one of them. That's good. I made three of them on April 12th. Oh, that was your first one. Yeah, that's the first time they're available to me, really.
1: Oh, okay. So you have been. I've been, been,
0: doing I've been eyeing them for maybe a couple of days, and I just didn't want the juice to move. So I got JC Horn under 13 and a half, Rashawn Slater. Oh, under 10 and a half. I thought it was 11 and a half. Ew, oh good. Yep, And then I took does. over five and a half quarterbacks at the plus 350, which I regret. Yeah. And Then I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of Jamar Chase under Mac Jones over and fields three and then added some, Kyle, a bunch of Kyle Pitts under as well. Okay. So you can't, you can't even if you wanted to do this in January, for example. Uh, some places will offer it, but usually no. Usually it starts after free agency. Once you know the full draft order and all that.
1: All right. uh, and Five asked, minutes. Let's go. Five minutes. What can we do in five minutes?
0: Well, We're almost done. You don't need to be a jerk about it. My That's ball predictions game. are toast. Uh-huh. You? Oh, well, speaking of my over five and a half quarterbacks, wait. There you
1: go. What's yours ball prediction, Wilson? Six quarterbacks in Pete Prisco voice go in round one. We know the big five. I just wonder if there's going to be some team that maybe the Buccaneers at 32, I think Peepersco had them taking a quarterback in in his what I would do mock draft, Davis Mills, who is not my number six quarterback. uh, Kellen Mond is. I wouldn't take either Kellen Mond nor Davis Mills in in round one, but that doesn't mean some team won't. So whether a team at the bottom of the first round thinks about doing it, like the Saints or the Buccaneers, whether a team trades up, like the Bears or Washington football team, back into the bottom of first round, we we just talked about Jason McAfor saying the Ravens want to trade down. So any team wants to trade up for a quarterback just to get that fifth-year option, Again, I wouldn't do it for either of these quarterbacks. But, you know, the other side of the argument is you can go look at the first round quarterbacks have been taken the last 10, 15 years or whatever. And invariably, you'll find out that half of them sucked. So, you know, if you like a quarterback, take them. It, it, at the end of the day, you can never have enough quarterbacks to sort of pair at what Kyle Shanahan was trying to tell Jimmy Garoppolo when he broke up with him. But, yeah, so six quarterbacks going round one. What are the odds in that?
2: Plus for five, 425.
0: for five yeah, and a half? It's actually so. gone way up since I got on it, which is always fun.
2: uh and you know what it's not that crazy to think because it only takes one team to want to trade up back up into the round you know like the packers taking jordan love last year you have a a surprise or the ravens when they trade it back up take lamar jackson with the final pick of the first round we saw paxton lynch out of nowhere get 26th overall so once you get past that twenty fifth spot, there's usually a random team that comes in and takes a quarterback because they want the fifth year option. You don't want to take the guy in the second round because they only get a four year contract. Because if he pans out, boom, you got him under contract for five years. So uh, I don't think it would be crazy to see that. You know, like Teddy Bridgewater is another one, like Lamar, who was taken with the final pick in the first round.
0: The under on this, by the way, is minus seven fourteen.
2: Yeah, it's,
0: you it's, know, it, it, tr- traditionally speaking, this doesn't happen. You don't have. You you have like Jordan Love was a surprise in that the Packers took him there and that he was yeah
1: but Breach just mentioned Teddy B and Lamar
0: Lamar sure. so it has happened but all the guys that that we're sort of mentioning there were bandied about as first round picks yeah that's, that's right now that's Mills the only problem and, is like Davis Mills you know or I Davis know that, Love <laughs> Davis Davis Love or you know Kellen Mond that's right they have not yeah I mean I would I would trade that bet back in if I could if I could do it ever again but you know you get the fifth year option. And to the same point with the running backs that we talked about going to the first round, I think there's a chance that some of these teams look at this and say, man, there's not a lot of safety out there, you know? Or the Bears are out. They miss out on all the quarterbacks, and so they trade down and take Davis Mills in the first round. That's not crazy either.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I I, I was talking about the Bears trading back up in the middle round too, but they could trade down from 20 for sure because they need cornerbacks, they need offensive tackles, and all those could be gone. Like, yeah, hey, we'll move down to 30. Um, with the Bills so they can trade up and get Travis 18 or whatever, and, and we'll take Davis
2: Mills.
0: All right, Breach, you got one more. Naturally, it involves a trade not involving the draft.
2: It involves a trade because we've been talking about trades all week. Julio Jones gets traded to the Titans. Maybe it happens in the draft, but probably not because it has to be a post-June 1st trade. Uh, but I love it because you know who the coach of the Falcons is? Arthur Smith. You know where he came from? Tennessee. That you know who tough. needs a weapon right now? Because they just lost Johnu Smith? The Tennessee Titans. Boom. Arthur's gonna call up for Abel. Say, hey, look, you want Julio? Give us a decent offer. We'll make it happen. The Titans need weapons. They have a small Super Bowl window. They're in it right now. They need someone to replace uh Johnu Smith. Obviously, doesn't have to be tight end. You just need someone who can catch the ball uh and help AJ Brown out there so that he's not the only receiver. Uh I think it would be a good fit. So that's the total lack of cap space a concern for you. I mean, you figure that out. It's, you restructure contracts. You have <laughs> no, Ryan you figure, no, no, no. you figure that out. No, <laughs> I mean, you can restructure contracts. We've seen it happen all the time. You talk to Ryan Tannehill. He's got the biggest contract on the team. There's a lot of things you can do with a lot of different players. Maybe you tell Julio Jones, "You sign here or we'll restructure so that your fifteen million dollar cap. It. It's only fifteen million dollars. So That's not huge for. Oh, it's June I mean, one, right? Right. So it, it's it's doable.
0: Okay, is that how that works?
2: Breach is just making it up. <laughs> no, I I'm pretty sure his cap hit would be fifteen point maybe. It's his salary. It's his base salary. It's all the team would have to pay for.
1: Mr. Breach, we're gonna need you to tender your resignation.
0: I don't know. I I don't know if that I I don't know how that works actually. So his the, the Falcons will save fifteen million dollars in cap space after June first, if if he's traded after June first. But I think that you would still have a twenty three million dollar cap hit for Julio. And his contract is fully guaranteed, I think. <laughs>
2: Well, you only have to pay, they, cause part of that, part of the $23 million cap hit is his signing bonus, which the Titans, or whoever gets him would not have to worry about. So at right,
0: 15.3 million dollar cap hit for the, for the Titans. Right. For the team yeah. that's acquiring him. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that's, it's technically doable potentially. All that's right. The, Great right. show guys. Ryan's <laughs> got to go do something. I guess. So uh, is cool. it a podcast with? Oh yeah, is it a podcast with another CBS NFL editor who doesn't
1: It's just a little something called CBS Sports HQ with our guy PD Prisco. We're gonna do our final mock draft show from four to five. So nice. If you, if you don't see it live, you can go see it on YouTube slash CBS Sports HQ. All right,
0: go check that out. And uh that's it for the bold prediction show. We will be back tomorrow with burning questions and tomorrow, by the way, NFL Draft Day. It's here. Welcome to yeah. Cleveland, Wilson. You guys hey, yeah,
1: I'll be driving to Cleveland, so send me tweets of where I should go.
2: There's nowhere to go. You got to eat in Akron.
3: <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.